Hello and welcome to the SEER 365 sessions. Every week we have a conversation with interesting people from around the Dynamics ecosystem and this week is no different. So this week we're going to talk to a partner called Loki Systems. Uh, I've known Loki for a good number of years working in, in some previous roles of mine um, and they do what could be argued as being the most mission critical part of any system uh, and that's to get paid. Uh, which I certainly am a big fan of. So here we go. Um, go. Need to add the guys. There we go. And this week, we've actually got two guests, uh, which we haven't done before. Uh, so I just want to welcome, I'll flip that around. There we go. Uh, I just want to welcome uh, Roberto, who's the managing director of uh, Loki in the UK, and Andy Wilson, who's the global head of sales for Loki. So welcome to the CS sessions, gents. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Great to be here. It was great to have you. And we've got uh, Canada and Italy represented on the pod this, this week, so that's uh, that's cool. Um, a few accents for you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's good for me. It's good for me. We uh, uh, definitely the uh, the only Welshman on on here, so that that's good. Um, right. So before we get going, then um, can you guys spend a couple of minutes just introducing yourselves and uh, and where you're from and all, all that kind of stuff? Do you want to start, Roberto? Okay, thanks, Richard. So, yeah, I'm Roberto. I've been with Loki since uh, 2019. Uh, I, I run operation in EMEA for um, about three years, and recently I've been promoted uh, managing director. Uh, my background is technology, so I'm, I'm glad to be able to run such a successful uh, company like, like Loki. Thanks. Thanks, Roberto. And, and Andy? Yeah, hi everybody. Uh, I'm Andy. Been with the company 11 years. I report to Roberto, and uh, just for clarity's nice. sake, I didn't realize we gave you one of those. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm never giving it back. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I uh, met Richard uh, pretty much almost on my first day of work. Uh, we went to England, uh, I think, in the first two weeks, and so I've known Richard and and his uh, crew for about 11 years, and. Um, been running global sales since uh, I've joined, and it's it's been a fun time. We have a great solution. We'll talk a little bit about that today. Thanks, thanks, Andy. So uh, let's start with you, Roberto. Can you um, tell me a little bit about Loki and what you do? Um, you know, I, I kind of teed it up as saying it's kind of the most important thing. Um, I, I know that when people talk about mission critical systems, they'll talk about finance systems or CRM or everything else. But I think you can not raise an invoice for a couple of hours; it'd be fine. But if you don't pay your people. Um, that's uh, a bigger issue. Correct. That's a mission that we have, paying people yeah. on time and with the right amount, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Loki has been established in, in Canada uh, in 2000, around 2000, in 2007. So Andy has been part of the company basically nearly since the beginning. Uh, we are currently based in UK, US, and Canada, and we are part of the Pro Unlimited group recently Pro Unlimited has been rebranded is Magnet. They are a global workforce management firm, part of the owned by EQT, one of the leading um, private equity firm in Stockholm. We have customers around, in around 17 countries and we have been Microsoft Gold partner uh, since basically in the beginning of 2008. Uh, our application are uh, Microsoft certified as well as um, all of most of our people in order to maintain uh, the, the gold partnership. 
just talking about the payroll solution, it's, it's a Microsoft dynamic, uh, it's based on the Microsoft dynamic platform and is the only actually application that is fully integrated in, in that platform, in, in the dynamic 365 FNO. So it's kind of, that's the biggest uh, differentiator for us when we approach the market, as, as you probably know, because of your past yeah, experience, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, um, so what sort of industries do you, do you work in? Well, most of the, most of your customers. Are... At the moment, we are, I think we are in, in multiple, in multiple verticals. Uh, but in either in the we approach the, the we have been approaching the private sector uh, since the beginning uh, uh, construction company uh, housing association for what goes, uh, what it concerned UK uh, education uh, in the states uh, and one of the focus the main focus in the last year or so is definitely the public sector uh, for for the UK market we see a lot of traction there a lot of uh, local council. Uh, trying to to approach this to transform their CRM solution, and that's why we with Microsoft and few partners we are approaching that this sector. Cool. So um, so let, let's uh, move away from Loki a little bit, but let's just talk about payroll in 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 general. So what would you say the biggest observations are you seeing in 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 the customers and and market? Uh, Andy, do you want to do you want to say that one? Yeah, sure. Um... Just a caveat, these are Andy's opinions and Roberto's opinions. They don't necessarily reflect the global opinions, but I'll give you three. I'll talk about in-house payroll becoming increasingly common for some really good reasons. And then I want to talk about fully burdened direct labor costs, which is quite granular, but it's a very, very high value component of construction and project-oriented uh, organizations, and, and we got a great solution for it. And then, you know, just the notion that you need fully integrated, automated, end-to-end -end HR payroll processes and, and why that's important to your business. And then a couple other things, just quickly on security and, and then time and attendance. So as interesting, I was doing some research lately in a big four services firm, which we actually work with, found that there's a growing transition away from fully outsourced payroll services to in-house payroll operations. And that's mostly around gross to net processing and then moving third-party payments to in-house. And there's several key reasons a business would choose to keep their payroll operations in-house. And the first one is you will have more control over your payroll process. So one of the biggest advantages of processing your payroll in-house is the level of control you'll have over the process. Outsourcing your payroll process means you'll relinquish a certain amount of that control. An in-house team, which is who we deal with, we, we deal directly with the people running the payroll processes, they're going to be solely focused on your payroll process versus the hundreds that an outsourced payroll provider is going to be managing on a daily basis. <clears throat> Let me give you some examples of that. So controlling the security and access to sensitive employee data. We talk about this all day long. This is just super important for customers to have. Effectively managing the payment of new starters, levers, payments, taxes, payslip printing, and reporting the HMRC in an accurate and timely manner. You need to control that stuff because it's critical to your business and your business reputation. 
And in control over payroll configuration, one of the things we talk about and, and stress about our solution is that it's based on a calculation engine. And that really means two things, Richard. It means that we are able to effectively set up very complex payroll for our customers in North America and the UK. But way more importantly, way more importantly, is that they can maintain that configuration themselves. So again, more control over the payroll process is critical. And next, it's lower cost. So most of the cost analysis that I have seen indicates that over time, even when you've got staff, that in-house payroll is cheaper to operate. And one major reason, and I always find this very interesting, is that you put your payroll money into the outsourced vendor's bank account. So let's say you're running a weekly salary and you're a big company. So you're putting a million pounds or roughly into a payroll provider's bank account. So you lose that interest income on the money while it's there. And that's a lot of money that's working for them and not for you, right? So these funds could be working for you earning interest, purchasing inventory or other capital investments. There's a lot of things you could use that money for and keeping that money in house to me makes sense. Um, next, you know, you've got more flexibility and control, right? So payroll is super important. You get it right. There's a lot of changes and we know that a lot of these changes to payroll occur right at the last minute, right? the 11th hour, so to speak, the time file comes in, it's not correct, or there's changes or, you know, ads, new starters, things like that. That all comes at you right at the last minute. With an outsourced payroll provider, those changes could mean you're going to pay for an additional payment run, which you're going to pay for, or you pay to modify the existing paying run that you're working with. Right, Your process, our customer's process is just one of many that those folks run and changes will be made according to their schedule. And then reporting, right? Reporting is, is critical. It's often overlooked. I have a bit of a background in reporting, so it's an area I really enjoy. You've got 100% control over the reports you're going to need to generate. No external dependencies. You need that because... Your business is unique. It has its own payroll setup, its own processes and reporting. And your in-house team, through the D365 platform, we have a great reporting palette. And they can take that, they can customize it, they can build it to exactly what you need. Cool. So, and what about the... Um... The, the fully burdened labor costs. I wrote it down. I have no idea what that means, but. Yeah, great, great segue, Richard. I'll, I'll jump on that right now. So yeah. um, this is an area I'm actually pretty stoked about as it's top three for our customers. When we're talking to construction customers, yeah. project-based customers, um, you know, th this question always comes up. And all we need is a time capture system that gives us time coming in for the employees that has a project ID associated. So the time that's coming in has a project ID associated with it that links the time to that project, the project reporting framework, the project costing. So when you're counting only direct labor costs, which are wages and project costing, it might be 20% of the project. But when you include 
these labor burdened costs, it may account for anywhere between 30 to 40% of the total cost. So there's quite a bit of variation if you do not get this direct labor burden cost right. And there's two things, two things that we provide in this area. One is a direct labor cost, and that's easy, right? It's the hourly amount you pay an individual to perform tasks towards the completion of the project. And then the second thing we provide is burdened direct labor costs. And this is this is the, the cherry on top, so to speak. So burdened labor direct, sorry, burdened direct labor costs as all the additional costs required to employ the individual, including things like payroll taxes, vacation, sick days, healthcare, matching pension costs, and other things, maybe a cell phone or a computer. So in other words, said another way, like employing this person carries a burden beyond his or her basic compensation. And when you run our payroll, it provides a burden direct labor cost to that project module, replacing the estimated costs that they have in that framework in a fully automated manner. So just let me repeat that. So I, as a project owner, have forecasted, say, maybe 20% for those fully burdened labor costs. And that's sort of accurate, but it's not 100% accurate. So after we run payroll, those forecasted or predicted costs, which may be off by a bit, are replaced by 100% correct, fully burdened costs. So let's pause here for a second and just, just take a look at what the payback is on this. So customers, they can price their labor hours for profitability, right? They can accurately determine real gross profit on projects. And our customers are dealing with multi-million dollar construction projects that span different tax regions, not just talking about the UK, but talking about the US as well. Very complex, a lot of moving parts and, you know, margins can be thin, right? They can estimate, they can schedule and utilize labor resources way more accurately and efficiently. And then lastly, they can better understand, and probably most important thing here is better understand their real profit levels from labor. So you can have, you know, good profits, you can have really good profits, or you can have no profits at all, right? And not even realize it till it's way too late. I'm not saying that's how the construction industry operates. Obviously, they're pretty good at this stuff, but yeah. our contribution to understanding that profit level and true cost um, is, is huge, right? And, and this is what we always get, Richard. Can you do this is a question that our construction prospects ask before they'll even let us in the front door, right? If we can't do this, go home. It's paid off for us in space. We've been doing this since 2016, I think, was when we onboarded our first construction customer, our, albeit they were in the U.S. <clears throat> they operate in every state, different tax jurisdictions. You can have employees working in one tax jurisdiction in the morning, separate project in the afternoon in another tax jur jurisdiction. There's a ton of moving parts. But this fully burdened labor cost always bubbles to the surface. And we're great, uh, sorry, not great, but we're happy to say to these people, yeah, we do that. It's fully automated. You can expect it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm slightly less uneducated about uh, 
about fully burdened labour costs. There you go. That's a, that's a great sentence. Yeah. So, um, so uh, just in this uh, last bit now, we're just going to talk a little bit about the advice that you would give either customers or partners uh, when when looking at payroll. Because I know from, from previous experience, payroll is one of these things that people get pretty scared about because <clears throat> of many reasons, right? The complexity, the importance yeah. of it. Um, you know, and, and and certainly in the past, you know, I've been involved with projects where it's kind of all the things of uh, we'll, we'll deal with it later type thing. So you, so let, let's try and uh, demystify it a little bit. So, Roberto, if I come to you first, uh, what, what sort of piece of advice would you give to uh, to either customers or partners looking to have a, uh, a, a payroll, internal payroll system? I think uh, one one of the biggest advice I could give, I mean, I could give from a implementation standpoint and program standpoint, right? If you decided to um, migrate from your legacy system to the new one, whatever it is, is the data migration. Do yeah. it right, do it early, right? <clears throat> we have seen so many times underestimating the challenges uh, around the data migration, uh, lack of data quality, at the, on the legacy system that then we reflect on on the new system, the amount of the quantity of the data that the user wanted to to migrate rather than actually what they really need to migrate, uh, the lack of experience of the resources that are involved in the data migration, communication between business and end user that are completely broken. So the business requires something completely different than what's actually the end user, so that the payroll team needs. Yeah. Um, so what we suggest is start planning for the data migration since the beginning of your transformation program. Have a proper plan, process, timeline of what you want to migrate versus what you need to migrate. Mm -hmm. I want to migrate five years of data, but do you need that? No, I need only one year. Perfect. Migrate one year because, mm -hmm. you know, the, the migration time affects the cutover time. The amount of time it needs to go live. Um, be sure you have the right resources and uh, with the right knowledge yeah. and have multiple iteration. Test it, test it, test it before getting to the cutover, and then going live and then figure out that you got the wrong data and then you start having problem in paying people. Absolutely. Well, we had Experian on the call last week. And uh, their their advice was pretty much exactly the same. So I, I think, and to be honest, anybody who's been doing this for long enough will know that's that's really good advice. Really good advice. Thanks, thanks. Um, Andy, what about you? What's your uh, nugget of nugget of uh, knowledge? Yeah, um, well, kind of off the back of what Roberta was talking about, I think a common joined up plan between the prospect or the the new customer the lead partner, because there's, there's always, it's like a three-legged stool. We have someone that will be implementing the balance of the ERP, financials, HR, we do payroll. But what, before we, you know, spend one minute kind of implementing, we have to have a plan that sketches out very clearly who owns what and when it's due. Um, and everybody needs to sign off on that. And then we do not put that, that plan in a drawer and forget about it because it's, it's hugely important to be joined up all three parties from the start to finish. And that will allow for us to manage, you know, delivering to certain time schedules, 
uh, the dependencies that we need to come in, layer in uh, at the right time. And for the customer to be able to absorb the project and the change without blowing up. Again, very good, good advice. And just sticking to a plan is probably not never a bad piece of advice, to be honest. That's uh, yeah. a good one. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so, Roberto, let's let's end with you as you're Andy's boss. So, apart from <laughs> apart from giving Andy uh, a hard time on his on his next uh, review. Uh, what was your last piece of advice uh, for partners and customers out there? I think that's uh, the most common advice everybody is talking about. Adopt, do not adapt, right? Yeah. The on-prem platform has been highly bespoken throughout yeah. the year. Yeah. payroll, HR, everything. Now everybody with the cloud technology is advising to succeed, to adopt, and not adapt. But that means use the standard functionality out of the box rather than a lot of customization and bespoken. That's very easy to say, mm. not, uh, not that easy, uh, not that easy to do, because you need to, uh, to, to, to use the standard functionality it means changing the way you are doing your processes throughout the year. And now the user has to, to, to adapt to new concept. And that's, you know, everybody's, uh, it, not everybody have, likes changing changes. Yep. And so what we suggest is focus on the high level requirements rather than having hundreds of detailed requirements, just go with the high level, uh, identify the way you are working and what needs to be changed, share it with the team and be clear of what it will change and what you will see and work with implementation partners that already been through the Mm. to the same route many times because they can give you good advices on what need to be changed and how. Yeah, work, work with partners who have got that industry experience, that they've got the uh, they've got the grey hair like me. Uh, All my, of us. Beard, <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, gents, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciated uh, the conversation, really enjoyed finding out a little bit more about, about payroll. I, I know it's something that's deeply close to my heart every month uh so really uh really kind of you to spend some time with us uh for those who've been watching either live or uh, as a recording thank you very much for taking your time uh to hear from the guys from loki and uh hopefully we'll we'll see you all again soon and i hope you all have a great week thank you very much bye-bye thanks richard thanks richard